Your exclusive home of the D-backs. Diamondbacks. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. D-backs manager Tori Lovello joins Burns and Gambo to talk D-backs baseball. Welcome back. It's the Burns and Gambo show here on this Tuesday afternoon. And for the final time in the 2022 season, we get to talk baseball with the manager of the Diamondbacks, Troy Lovello. He joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Tori, once again, thank you for joining us here at the end of the season. We appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Good, Skip. All right, before we do a deep dive into the uh, D-back season, which we want to do, I want to I wanna get your thoughts on what Buck Showalter did last night and having the umpires come out and check Musgrove. Um, and then Bob Melvin responded afterwards and Buck said, I did what's best for the Mets and I don't care about hurt feelings. Give me, without sitting on the fence, give me your thoughts. Was Buck right or wrong in doing that? Yeah, I've been thinking about that since it happened. And, um, you know, I feel like if you're going to do it, you got to go all in and, and do it in the first inning. Um, it, it, it took on a different tone as soon as he did it in the fifth inning, whatever the score was, whatever the situation was. And, you know, but Buck had advanced intel. You know, um, I get information during the game. I understand where Buck is coming from. You see the spin rates. You know, it's 22 spins, 2,200 spins, and all of a sudden it jumps up 2,400 spins. You get that You get that information. It's awfully suspicious. And, look, um, everybody wants to be at their best. And, and you know, whether Musgrove is doing it or not, I have no idea. But I feel like if Buck was going to do it, he should have gone all in. Has there been any time in, in your managerial career where you questioned anything Musgrove was doing? Not Musgrove. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that, that, that the sticky stuff is completely out of the game. I firmly believe, like I said, we have advanced intel um, of the guys that are doing it. And I'll, I'll just fire a warning shot. You know, I might get a, bait, a ball that comes out of the game. I'll put it up on the, up on the um, railing there to let them know, like, hey, this is your notice, or I'll go out to an umpire and say, look, this is the situation. Maybe you can talk to the catcher, uh, let them know that we're on this, and if I need to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this up and see where this game is at that point in time. So um, we we do feel like it's still in the game. We're on it. Jeff Bannister, uh, the bench coach, is one of the best at detecting it. And sometimes we'll get balls and it's got pine tar, pine tar all over it. You know, that needs to stop. That's breaking the rule. So I think that's what Buck was trying to get to. If it's breaking a rule, you're right. Let's throw out the feelings. It's about getting the job done and doing it right. Um, and that's what he decided. And that, that, that's where he went. But, yeah, I've had suspicions of certain guys. Musgrove is not one of them. Troy Lavello, the manager of the Diamondbacks, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. When you think about the 2022 season, now that you've got a chance to look back on it, I think about the young kids coming up. I think about Gallon and Kelly. I think about the bullpen. When you boil it down to what will you remember about 2022, what will you remember about this past season, Tori? Yeah, probably the growth and development of, of eight homegrown players that have got were drafted in our system and came through and then impacted us on a very high level. Uh, the guys that you mentioned, you know, the Gallon, Merrill Kelly, just a just a great job by our front office of identifying guys to bring in uh, from from a different avenue. But I'm going to think of those eight guys that you know when we set out on this journey, um, you know, six plus years ago as a group that came in, we wanted to develop our own players and we could. We can incorporate our own concepts and 
have them grow up understanding how important things were to us, certain things were to us. And we watched that happen, and our guys excelled. Our young players excelled. And that that makes me feel very good. We left a lot of chips on, a lot, a lot of chips out there on the table, and I watched other teams rake those chips away. So, you know, that the bitterness, the, the, the frustration, that is still sitting in my belly right now, and I think that's going to motivate me to have a very healthy offseason, keep us pushing forward, because we got to get some things done next year. A lot of payback next year, and to me, that's what's most important. Yeah, I said this when the season was over. I'm going to miss watching you guys play. I, I really enjoyed every, every day, game in, game out, watching that team battle and, and, and play hard, and those young kids play. But let me ask you about a couple positions, and I want to see if you feel like you could solve these problems internally, or you've got to go outside externally. Let's start with catcher. Where do you think you guys are at catcher? Yeah, I think we're, we're in a decent spot. You know, catching is a premium position. It's hard to come by guys like Carson Kelly. And, um, and Don Barso is no longer going to be a catcher. He's going to be an outfielder, and it's an emergency type of a catcher for us. So in back of him, you have Herrera. Uh, you have Hummel. But I think if you're looking to start at a certain spot, I think we're, 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 we're doing just fine. Of course, I want to see more offense from Carson. We feel like he's a very offensive, a very capable offensive player. Um, but when you want to, you know, start out and, and control the staff, control the, the, the game planning. You go back to the Jeff Mathis, the Chris Iannetta, the offense was maybe a little bit of secondary of thought to those guys. I think we're at a good good point in time, but we got to get more out of Carson Kelly. There's no doubt about it. He, he accepts that. He'll admit that. He feels like offensively he could have done a little bit more, but getting him healthy, giving him a full season, that's our starting, starting point with him. All right, I won't get to bullpen because we all know the issues there, but give me shortstop and give me third base and what you feel like internally or externally Externally at, the, at those positions. Yeah, we got to develop some some infielders. You know, we've done a really good job of identifying some of the outfielders, and we're very healthy in that area. But we got to keep developing some young infielders. I think Jerry Gerald Podomo was was solid as a backup, as an understudy to Nick Ahmed, and Nick all of a sudden flashes out uh, and has to have a surgery that ends ends the season. Um, so I felt like we had an understudy step in there uh, and do a good job. I feel like third base is a little bit of more of an open book for us. Um, you know, out of necessity, we had Josh Rojas step in there and do a really, really nice job. But I feel like we got to get more out of him defensively as well. We've got uh, Manuel Rivera as a guy to play third base. But I feel like we got to develop some young infielders the way that we've had this core group of young outfielders pop up. we got guys. We have guys, Gambo, that we want to develop inside of our bullpen as well. That's the homework assignment that I gave all of our pitching coaches when the season ended. I said, we have got to get better in every area, and I want to highlight the, the, the bullpen. Find out what other teams are doing. Find out what the Rays are doing. Find out what the Mariners are doing. How are they getting really good at developing or picking out other other players from other organizations? That's our starting point with the staff. We'll figure that out as well, not just with the bullpen, but with the position players. Our exit interview with Troy Lavello, manager of the Diamondbacks here on the Burns and Gambo Show. His final appearance of the season uh, comes at the end of the season. I'm glad you used the phrase uh, homework because for you and for your coaching staff and for the player, what homework needs to be done in the offseason about Cattell Marte and the seemingly step back he took this year for you guys? 
Yeah. Well, when you when you break down a season, right? It was probably a very average season. Um, his his OPS was was you know right at league average. But this is a very very gifted and talented player, and I feel like when he's healthy, we know what he could do. I don't want us to keep going backwards and saying, and and I'm guilty of it. I've talked about 19 a lot. You know, 19 was a special year for him. Well, I want to talk about what he can keep doing as he's moving forward. So I think there's some agility, some lower leg stuff that he can do to keep his legs healthy when he's on the field. He's probably going to be one of the best players that I ever managed as far as talent goes. But that only gets us so far. So the homework assignment that we gave to tell and all the others that are going to be invested in his season next year is that how are we going to keep him healthy, keep that flexibility in his lower half and work on some agility so he can move laterally, left and right, at full speed the way we've seen him do it before without being in protect mode. And once I think he gets that game moving in a very positive, easy direction, it, it starts moving. He just get out of his way and he carries the ball club. It's been very lean for him over the past couple of years. But lean by our standards because we know there's more in there. When you're talking about being an average major league player with a war that's a very positive number, he's great. He's perfect. But there's more in there. we got to tap into that by keeping him healthy first and foremost and then getting him on that horse and riding it as far as he can. So many young guys making their debut in your rotation this year. How wide open is your rotation and how many of those spots are up for grabs next year, Skip? Yeah, it's hard to say at this point in time. Um, you know, we like to have five with us and six, seven, eight, nine sitting in AAA because we know that we're going to tap into that that group as a resource. So you, we can't have enough starting pitching, and that's our starting point. But I know it's centered around, you know, if you got Gallon, you've got you've got Kelly, um, you know, where does Bum fit in? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that answer, but I want him to fit in. And, you know, once we once we figure that out and where it all sits uh, lays down, we got really good young starting pitching that we all saw and we all loved. So those guys need to get healthy. They need to keep growing and learning, and then we, we're going to go. And once we get to spring training, I'm going to explain to every single one of them, as I did at the, their exit meeting, next season nothing is guaranteed. It's ground, It's block one. And once you get there, we got to get to block two, and it's going to be competitive. And I think competitiveness eliminates complacency. And I don't like complacency. I like comfortable players inside of the clubhouse letting them be themselves. Between the wide lines, we need to go out and execute and fire at a really good pace. Once we get there, we're going to be a good baseball team. And they all know. They're all on notice. They better be ready on day one of spring training. Can you make it through another season of continued struggles for Madison Bumgarner? I don't want to. Um, and, you know, we've, we've seen him grind. We've seen him, you know, try to make adjustments. We've seen him, you know, get to certain points in time where he started to get going in a very, very positive direction. We want that role to continue the way we've seen it uh, in years past. So I I know that it's been a very trying year for, for him. And that, to me, is my biggest concern. But I don't, I don't want to go through what we've gone through over the past couple of years with him. I know he doesn't want to. He's expressed a desire to have a very good, strong offseason to where he's going to go out and make sure that he's race ready so he can come into spring training and compete at a very high level. That That's what we want to see from him. Tori, you've been great with us all year long. We appreciate every single Tuesday afternoon chat we've had with you. We wish you a nice, relaxing offseason. We look forward to talking to you at some point during the offseason. You've been great with us as always. You know we appreciate it. Likewise, boys. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Kip. That's Troy Lovello joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line for his final visit of the 2022 season.